You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 804 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Jim Harbaugh landed a job in L.A. with the Chargers. Is this a good uh, setting for him, Ed? I think it's a great fit. You think about what he's done. You get an organization that I think has been in disarray for a while. They've they've had one unsuccessful coach after another. Um, But they've got talent. They have a quarterback. First, you have a quarterback, you have your cornerstone. You've got a quarterback. I mean, you've got Khalil Mack, you have Bosa, you have Doran James, you've got – Keenan Allen. There's there's a lot of pieces there, so they've got talent. I think that you know usually you look around a league and it's like yeah they just don't have a quarterback. Yep, they just don't have a quarterback. No, they just don't have a coach. Now they got a coach and a coach that has proven himself to be a turnaround guy everywhere he's gone from Stanford to you know San Francisco to Michigan. To, he's, he's done it everywhere. I thought there were three really good jobs to be had for three really different reasons this off season. Mm-hmm. I thought the Chargers were one of them because of the quarterback. You have your guy. You're not looking for another quarterback. Yeah. You have Herbert. That's where, you know, obviously a nice place to go. Uh, that's one of them. My favorite would have been Washington because they have so many draft picks, so much money under the cap. You've got ownership now that looks like mm-hmm. it's ownership you'd want to work for. Um, and I think they're going to do their due diligence to get out there and do things. The other one's Atlanta, where it's Bill Belichick now. But they have all the pieces except for a quarterback, and they're in a really weak division. Right. Those are the three jobs that really would have intrigued me as a head coach. And now you're seeing Belichick get one of them. Harbaugh gets one. Who's getting the Washington gig? You know, like to me, the Washington gig's the best one. Well, Jim Harbaugh has been a na- coach in the National Football League before. He spent four years with the San Francisco 49ers. He got to the Super Bowl in just his second year. Went 13 and three his first year, 11, 4 and 1, then 12 and 4. Then it fell off a little bit for him, and he went 8 and 8. He was 44 19 in those four years. As a college coach, uh, 16 years, uh, 144 and 52. Uh, I guess most of remember. I remember him at Stanford. Many of you do as well. But uh, his more famous years, I thought, were at Michigan because he finished it off by winning the national championship. At Michigan, in nine years, he went eighty, uh, eighty-six, and twenty-five, uh, and largely because he had an eight and five year in twenty seventeen, but he also had a year in twenty twenty, the COVID year. They only played six games, and he went two and four in six games. So um, uh, you got to put those two years. Every other year there, uh, he had pretty good years. He had a nine and four year as well. The year before the two and four years. So that, if you remember, that's when he was being called out by some of the alums, former players, that he couldn't do this and he couldn't do that. Uh, and like I said, he ended his career undefeated, winning the national championship. He was sixty and seventeen but that time in the Big Ten. Is he pulling a Pete Carroll? What's that? You know, when you get go out before be, the sanctions go and win the Super Bowl in the uh, no, no, NFL, no, 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 win no, the no, national championship in college, that's what I assume you did win the Super Bowl. Right. I thought that no, that's, no, 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 no. That's Pete Carroll. I mean, does he does he now leave Michigan, and all of a sudden we find out there's all these things going on, which they've been assuming well, all, all year long. All the things went on with Pete Carroll. One thing went on during his time. That well, was Reggie Bush paying players. He didn't pay anybody. Man, coaches don't pay have players. I got a bridge to sell you, my coaches friend. don't pay players. Other people pay players. They don't know who's paying your players. Nobody. Okay. Why'd you wink at me? He's going to take a drink and start drinking. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> he didn't wink at me. I mean, <laughs> now you're winking at me. Come on, Rob. No, but the point is, like, with, with a guy like Harbaugh, you know he can coach. Um, now you're getting him. He's established. 
And I, I do think sometimes with former players, they, they get a little bit of an edge with um, with the guys that are currently playing. They've been through yeah. it. And I, I'm not saying like guys like Bill Belichick and who else? We Marv Levy, they weren't respected. Right. You know, these guys. Marv Levy's been, revered. Yeah. He's so, really, you know, he but, win. None of that because they didn't play the game. But that being said, I do think a guy like Harbaugh coming into a new situation after winning a national championship gives him a little bit of an edge. Uh, I'll ask that question, who pays my players? Big Falls in Tonight I'm doing a fundraiser. Come on down. <laughs> and that helps us pay for our travel and all our other gear. So uh, <laughs> that's what he, Harbaugh played for the Chargers briefly. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, He did. He played for a lot of teams, but that was one of them. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good fit. I do. He, he does well with quarterbacks, man. He was a quarterback. He's, every yeah. place he goes, he does well with quarterbacks, man. You saw him at the beginning of Andrew Luck's career. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he does well. Um, I would assume he could relate to them better than you know, someone who played a different position. Yeah. He played the position. But they're gonna, I think they'd be receptive to him. You know, the guy played in the NFL. And he's in the same conference as his brother, meaning they can't face one another in the Super Bowl anymore. 410-583-1057 is the number. Uh, Ron from York, PA, is uh, he has some concerns. What's up, Ron? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. How are you? Um, I was not aware. I'm pretty good for an old man, thank you. <laughs> the old folks used to say, pay the Midlands. Um, I was not aware. I didn't hear the program yesterday, unfortunately, but um, the screener told me that you guys did touch on the story um, advanced by Warren Sharp about the NFL under suspicion of the referee picked for the Chiefs versus the Ravens. Yes. Yeah. So I just wanted to chime in on that. I just wanted to know whether or not the Ravens, I guess the Ravens brass is aware and um, I'm just concerned about the perverse, pervasive uh, bias and hatred for Lamar and the Ravens. It seems, you know, and, and I'm just suspicious about shades of light out 49 Super Bowl game. I, I'm just suspicious of shenanigans. I don't uh, know what it is about the let Ravens. Me, let, me, let me ask you this, Ron. Do you know the percentage of games that road teams win with that officiating crew? I saw it, but I don't remember it. Enlighten me. It's like 60%. And normally it's what, 42%, Jeremy? Uh, and 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 to me, it's like I agree. The road team is favored when this officiating crew does officiate. But with the concern that we're having around town, you would think it's seventy or eighty percent. I mean, sixty percent. I mean, I, 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 that is that is somewhat of a concern. But I don't, I don't, I'm not like losing sleep because this officiating crew is. So, and in terms of the a bias against Lamar, Lamar wasn't in the 2012 Super Bowl when the lights went out. So here, here's what they this, they have on him this year. So it's actually, a, I guess, a little bit higher, right? Okay, uh, it's higher. A little bit. Road teams are 15-3 and three versus home teams in his 18 games that he's refed. One was the Jets-Giants, so say 14-3 and three if you want to take one away because it's, you know, they both play in the same stadium. Right. Um, I think Rob references games in road team covering 14 or 15-3 or and three is concerning. Yeah, because if it's not the actual, like, 60%, it's higher than that. Mm-hmm. But... That is alarming because home teams usually win. But what if he was, what if he was doing road games where the road teams were favored in those games? Like they're supposed to. Win That's what games. I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I want to know who was favored in those games. I'm, and and I, I meant to ask you that yesterday, and I forgot to ask you that. I mean, I, mean, we, I have the list of all the games he did. But let's look that up. Let's look that up. I and mean, we can't do it right now. But I want to know if the road team was favored and they won. So what? You know what? What's the percentage of of upsets for the road team? That, to me, is more telling. Maryland, Iowa, we'll talk about that at 9-15, but on the other side, look at that. Um, your, your world right now, Jeremy, the world is stupid.
Are we getting stupid? We're getting stupid. We're gonna have some fun here. All right, so we're gonna talk about a Colorado I got, pastor. I got, I got past myself. I was about to go way past that. That's all right. That's why I stumbled a little me. bit. Yeah. Well, I would love to skip over. We got a Colorado pastor was charged with a three million dollar crypto fraud. He claims that the Lord told him to do it. Huh. We got a good relationship with him. We spoke with him. But the main story I want to get to. Someone sent me this video, and it's gut wrenching and hilarious at the same time. It's about the news Emmys. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but like they give out awards for the Emmys. I'll explain this, mm-hmm. but just the same way you would get it for best actor or whatever. It's best news story, best reporting. So the stories can be pretty heinous. And when you win, should you cheer? Well, we'll dive into this. I want you guys to hear this because, like I said, it's awful and hilarious at the same time. It's coming up next here in the World of Stupid. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. All right, let's start off with this. Wedding DJ who filmed himself urinating on a cancer patient in a sick Snapchat prank, was jailed for 14 weeks and will actually miss the birth of his baby next month. You guys feel like this is egregious or justified? Lee Brookfield, 40, filmed himself splashing prostate cancer victim with urine. A wedding DJ who, obviously, we've told you what this story is, Lee Brookfield, 40, will miss the birth of his baby next month when he's locked up for splashing prostate cancer victim Peter Barton at a tennis club Christmas event and sharing the video online. Does it feel like it's a little aggressive to go to jail for something like this on a prank, or is it justified for somebody to get 14 weeks in jail for trying to make light of a situation that uh, shouldn't now, be made now what did of? he do again? He threw urine on a cancer patient. Uh, why? Slashed it. Well, for, I mean, was the cancer patient part of it? I don't think the guy was in it. I think he knows him. Um, then yeah, he go to jail. Uh, yeah, the, that's if it's yeah if it wasn't you know it was part of the act. Yeah, he the DJ uh, deleted the disgusting clip and issued a groveling apology after the video sparked fury. So people were really mad after watching it. Brookfield was due to be sentenced uh, for common assault, but Lanelli Magistrates Court heard he had changed his lawyers before the hearing and could not find a replacement in time. In the footage shown in court, Brookfield could be heard saying, "Sorry to hear that." Before urinating on Mr. Barton after the cancer patient told the prankster about his diagnosis. So that was just it. He didn't know him. Went up to him. is like, oh, you have this? Well, here. And pees on him. Like, it's funny. And now he winds up 14 weeks in jail and misses the birth of his... Should have his baby. jaw broken. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if he still thinks it's funny. Yeah. Ha ha. Well, that was the thing you today. like apples? I didn't like these apples. Bam! <laughs> it's like... That was the thing today. Ed and I were talking about it, and I know, like, when we're looking for shovels, sometimes it's a personal thing. Sometimes it's a story we read. I always try to find stuff that I think are a little bit entertaining or funny yeah, or sure. interesting. Today was one of those dark days where it was just like everything was somebody being murdered, like 
serial killers and bodies and just I, just awful, the stories you're reading. And then I got to this one. Colorado pastor who was charged with a $3 million crypto fraud claims that the Lord told him to do it. That's right. He and his wife are accused of fraud in a $3 million crypto scheme. He says he heard God speak to him, including the Lord told us to do a few hundred thousand dollar home remodel. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings. That's from Hebrews 13.9. The Colorado pastor and his wife also said they sold two in, I don't don't know what this is, illiquid, I-L-L-I-Q-U-I-D, illiquid coin. So I guess that's the type. I'm not familiar with Bitcoin. So if that's a word that people in Bitcoin use, I have no idea. Well, they have different products. So it's probably just one of those. Maybe one of those. But yeah. And then the pastor in another video said he may have misheard God and what he intended for him to do. Hmm. I, there's just so many. There, there's so many people out there that give a bad name for religion. Reli- I mean, we can go. It starts with religion, but there's so many things out there where you're like, it's got, it really has to suck if you go in. You really believe you have a calling, and you go into pick. A, you know, the clergy pick a religion doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But you do it because you believe, you know, you mm-hmm. believe in it and you want to help people and, you know, protect the unfortunate. All the, And then these asshats just, you know, turn everybody against. Do you know now the country, it just came out, 28% of, of America now is, when they ask for religious affiliation, they say none. It's up from 16% just a few years ago. So I, this is, I guarantee, part of the problem where people just get like, nah, can't be, I can't. Well, this last one, you, you, you mentioned the word asshats, right? Yeah. So let me try to explain this. And Joe has the clip. Someone sent this to me, and it was it's awful and hilarious. So for the Emmys, sports Emmys, Emmys, whatever, they have to be – you get nominated, but you also send in and you pay for this stuff. You pay for the awards that you get. Like I, I'm assuming that's why we've never won anything here because our station's not going to pay for us to win any awards, right? Is that how that goes? <laughs> you guys- we didn't even get our <laughs> – Our Christmas boneless. boneless? We didn't get our Christmas boneless this what year. What happened? No boneless? Bah humbug. Lean times. Anyway. Well, so with this story, just like I was talking about best actor, um, supporting actor, best movie, all that stuff that you would see at the Oscars or best TV show, same thing for um, the Emmys for daytime TV. They also have it for for news. So you think about um, a news story that you worked really hard on that you spent a lot of time with. So you're going to you send that in and you try to win for it. The only problem is the news has a lot of what? Negative stories, right? Yeah. Uh, Just about exclusively. Yeah. Yeah. 27 die in a fire. Yeah. Mass shooting at an elementary school. Um, You know, whatever it can be. Well, here, you know, four shot in West Baltimore. It's it's every day. So could you imagine what usually happens when somebody wins an award? Applause. I'm going to play you this sound real quick and see how you feel about this. Spot News English, multiple reporter, and it is awarded to... Six killed in downtown Sacramento. I, I knew you were going to laugh. Oh, my. I heard this. Sweet fancy Moses. <laughs> is that? What the hell was that? Is that not the worst thing you've ever heard? I almost had to dump myself. <laughs> Could you imagine that? I, I don't do this. Can we play that again? Spot News, English, multiple reporter. And it is awarded to six killed in downtown Sacramento. (laughs) (laughs) 
Are you kidding me? Do you, do you remember the videos they'd have with that bar that goes nuts? Everybody's celebrating in the bar, and they would have like Chris Collinsworth slide in as the yes. video on the TV, and everybody lose their minds or just something. That's what this reminded Six me of. Killed and yay! Twenty-seven die in a fire. Yes, we won. I'd like to thank every, like. And I'm not trying to make light of this, but you had the same reaction I did, where it's like, "That's hilarious, but off-putting." It's, yes, very, yeah, yeah, very. <laughs> I didn't have a, it is funny though. I'm sorry. That's your awards. But wow! That's, but that's what all the category, like all the people that were up for it, they're all horrific stories that they, you know, that are really tough to get through. And then these people cheering. And Joe, did you read that they're not supposed to cheer? Yeah, there is a long. Uh, there's actually a lot of comments about on this on this video on Reddit. But the top one said uh, they were a plus one for the event, and they said the the rest of the show kind of would go how you believed it would. It was where you're not supposed to cheer if you win for this exact reason. So there's a level of decorum where it's like you come up. You accept your award, and then in theory, you should, you know, like, I want to thank the people in the story that, that, like, I know it was really hard for them, and according to this comment, that's what a lot of people did. Yeah. But it seemed like this one station kind of went and did their own thing when they won. So when the woman came up to accept the award, she was talking about how everybody was off work that day, and everybody wanted to come in and be a part of it to help um, in her speech. But the more important thing was the cheering. I don't know any way you do it. Like, if you cheer at all, it just sounds terrible. So. It wasn't someone getting murdered and it was, like, something uplifting. Yes. You probably would have, you wouldn't, like, if it was, like, a guy donates kidney to someone, then, they'd, okay, that wouldn't be so bad. That's your world of stupid. You got, I sent you the stuff on the right. Right, okay, I did, the, I did the, the homework. Because CBS has, after the fact, who covered. ESPN does not. All right, four home te- This referee crew, you're right, only four home teams won. But the record was for road favorites, eight to four, eight and four. Mm-hmm. So the road, fa- the road team was favorite eight times. You're talking about Dallas at Washington. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Ravens at Jacksonville. These are the games. Mm-hmm. So, they, so even though all of those road teams won, eight of those 12 were favorite to win. The only thing that's interesting that I, I have here. Is it's to me? It's telling. It's unusual that around the league in twenty, there were eight hundred forty-three false star penalties on a home team, eight eighty-two against the road team, and that makes sense because of crowd noise, and right. they're more likely like what happened last week with Houston. Um, this guy Smith in the last three, he's called sixty-two false starts against home teams and forty-six against road teams. Now that would be stupid. Yeah, that's almost five percent more against the road teams, and he's called thirty-eight point more, thirty-four point eight percent more false starts on the home teams. That that makes no sense to me at no. all, and to me, that's a really telling stat. Like, yeah, Gordon McGinnis and PFF joins us up next on the fan eight thirty-two in the AM Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Joining us right now from PFF, courtesy of the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Mr. Gordon McGinnis, good morning to you, Gordon. Good morning. How's it going? Doing well, doing well. AFC Championship game here in Baltimore. As the Chiefs come to town, Gordon, I, personally, I wanted the king. I wanted Pat Mahomes here for this trip to go to the Super Bowl. Your thoughts on this matchup? How do the numbers look uh, uh, for this for this matchup between Mahomes and Jackson? Yeah, I think 
I think it's probably right that the the slight lean was on on getting the Chiefs for the Ravens. Um, I think one, I think it's good to test yourself against Mahomes. If you're going to go to the Super Bowl, you might as well have to do it that way. But also, they don't have to go up against uh, like the kind of tough to tackle rushing ability of Josh Allen. Now Mahomes himself can run, but not the same not the same way there. I do think the Chiefs have flown under the radar kind of all year. Uh, Mahomes doesn't have a turnover-worthy throw since the Raiders game late in the year, so uh, it's definitely not going to be easy. I think they were they came out a little rusty, in my opinion, but the defense really held them in the game in the first half, which shouldn't have been tied at all. I just I think that's why Lamar went crazy in the locker room. But anyway, were you surprised that with the defense shutting down C.J. Stroud as well as they did, or it's kind of who they've been all year? Not really, because it is who they've been all year. Um, I think Stroud has been good as a rookie but he is still a rookie Uh, I don't even think he played particularly badly given the circumstances but this is a defense that just overwhelms even good quarterbacks Uh, and I think it was basically just a step too far for him in a game uh, this this past week. Gordon as you you look at this Chiefs team uh, what problems do they present because it seems like that their passing game is kind of concentrated on Kelsey and Rice um, and then we know they throw to the running backs as well. Uh, what do you do to slow down this team, in your opinion? I mean, I know the offense hasn't been great. They've been better in the postseason, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, it, it's about just trying to slow down um, Patrick Mahomes. I did see a good stat yesterday whereby the Chiefs aren't particularly good at running the ball um, against one high, single high safeties. Uh, so if I was the Ravens, I think you can come out with two safeties, uh, force them to try and run against two safeties and try and force you into like a one one safety look on the top. Um, but the, the one thing that worries me about, they, they run more um, gap runs than zone runs that compared with some of the other teams the Ravens have seen. And that's where the Ravens' defense has been a little bit soft at giving up some big runs. Yeah, here with Gordon McGinnis from PFF. Gordon, this is a, a tremendous matchup between these two, but the NFC side... You know, it looks pretty good, too. Ed says that he expects the Lions to keep that game pretty close against the 49ers. I think the Lions are capable of beating the 49ers. Your thoughts on that NFC matchup? I think they're absolutely capable. Um, it's just it's a little bit tough unless the 49ers come out a little bit slow like they did as well last week. You know, we talk about the Ravens coming out slow in the first half. San Francisco came out pretty slow in that game against the 49ers and had to really kind of stick in the game and then win it late on in the game. If they do that against the Lions, I think they could put themselves in quite a bit of trouble. So if they start the game fast, if they can build the lead and then lean on Christian McCaffrey in the running game, I think it should be a relatively comfortable win from San Francisco. But any slow start from them at all, and the Lions are right in that game and can win it. What do you think? We get a lot of calls here about, you know, we're hearing Mark Andrews coming back. Um, He's practicing and, you know, he's probably going to play. Fans are saying here, oh, it's, it's going to ruin the chemistry. Just keep likely on the field. What do you say to people who are talking like that? Yeah, I don't. I don't really think anyone should be overly worried. Uh, one, Mark Andrews, when he's healthy, is top three. Is probably his floor among tight ends in the NFL right now. Um, what I'm intrigued about is I think especially in his first game back, if he is indeed back this week, you can keep Isaiah Likely pretty much in the same role he is just now. Patrick Ricard can take some more of Charlie Kohler's run blocking snaps and Mark Andrews can take some more of those receiving snaps. And I just love the idea. I I don't know how easy it's going to be for them to lean heavily on a two tight end set this late in the year when they haven't really done it that much throughout the year. But I love the idea of putting those two tight ends in the field together, condensing that field down and then having them on 
outbreaking routes. And then that just opens up the middle of the field for Lamar Jackson to run the ball as well. So if, if uh, Mark Andrews is healthy enough, I don't think it's any kind of concern. I think it's just another layer of uh, problem the Ravens offense can cause. Gordon, who do we see in the Super Bowl? And can you kind of give us an idea? What's the Super Bowl like for you? Um, are you do you come over here and, and watch the games? Is it is it an event overseas since we don't get to see it? We know a lot of people watch it. It's not as big as the World Cup, but it's still pretty huge. Yeah, it's still a big event over here. I This is going to be my second year going over for the event. It's going to be my first time actually getting into the stadium. Nice. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I, it's a fun week, um, all the media stuff and Radio Row. And then uh, in terms of who's going to be there, I think San Francisco win. I am entirely convinced I have the power to jinx the Ravens, so I'm not going to pick the Ravens. I'm going to say it's very difficult. It's very difficult to pick against Patrick Mahomes. I will say, though, about this Ravens team, they probably won't have many better chances than this, and if not now, then when? Yep. There you go. Can you tell us all about PFF? Yeah, you'll find uh, everything we're writing about this week's matchups and load of draft stuff on pff.com, and you'll find me on Twitter, PFF underscore Gordon. Gordon, were those J.J. Watts tickets that you used to go to the game, or no? <laughs> they were not. Strangely okay. enough, he hasn't said this until. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Gordon. Thanks, Gordon. <laughs> Oh, oh boy, four ten five eight three one zero five seven is the number. Let's go to Cockeysville and get Cody. What's up, Cody? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? What's up, Appreciate what's up, the show as always. Thank you. Uh, how exciting is this, guys? AFC Championship, Baltimore, huh? Taylor uh, Swift. Oh. No, let's not. I that's a trigger word for me. Please don't say it. <laughs> um, but look, I want to get into the matchups real quick, um, if I could. So I love. Man-on-man man, man man coverage, I think we all, if you know football, I think Kyle Hamilton on Kelsey is a killer on man-on-man, man, but we don't run a lot of man-on-man. Man. So that will be interesting to see that matchup. Um, I think Rasheed Rice is going to be locked down, um, either Stevens or, or uh, even Millette in the slot. I think his coverage skills have been – they're coming out now, but they were underrated beginning of the season. But real quick on the ref, I just have a couple numbers I want to run by. I'm not much on conspiracy theories, all right? So, like, number one, I was wrong on DaCosta. When, I, when I've critiqued him, he's obviously – I was wrong. So, I can, I can tell you, I, 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 well, you know, when I've been wrong. But I will say this. This is no – this is – these are not different. Like Ed said, these numbers matter. The home percentage for wins over the last three years is 55.9, 55.8. Some are 55.7 for now. That's for the whole league. But with this referee, it's down to 40.8. And the other thing is, he penalizes home teams in ways no other refs do. Hey, Cody, can, I, can, I, stop, can I stop you for a second, Cody? Uh, 12, 12, again, 12 road teams won games that Sean Smith officiated this year. 12. Eight of those teams were favorite to win. They were favorite to win. So that's, that's important to include in that stat. You can't ignore that stat. No, yeah, basically, exactly. they were supposed to win yeah. the game. So let yeah. me ask you a question. Is it suspicion, suspicious, I should say, that Dallas in Week 18 beat the Commanders in D.C.? That's, that raises yeah. suspicion to you? No. I'd like, to, I'd like to just see his whole body of work. Well, I think that the one I brought up with the uh, false star penalties was a little odd. I just That's, that, that's, that's counterintuitive. Real. Yeah. That's real. Why but, would road teams have, you know— Fewer home, super uh, false starts than the home teams. Home teams, you know, the crowd's silent when they're at home. But I'm just tired of this winning, losing thing. Let's go back to week 11, what we knew about the Eagles then and the Chiefs then. Was it odd for the Eagles to beat Kansas City on the road? No, at the time it was not odd. 
You got you got you can't just look at that number without knowing what's inside that number. What what teams were winning on Miami beat New England. He officiated that game. Miami went on the road to New England. To me, the suspicion would have been for New England to beat Miami. Yeah, it sounded like, from what you were telling me, about three quarters of those road wins were actually teams that were favored on the road. Yeah, which is eight like, out of twelve. Yeah, that's 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 what it is. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven. That's the number. We look for things to be paranoid about. They really I, do. They remind me of my stepdad. Comes home looking for a reason to be pissed off. I'm not. I'm not a fan of this refereeing crew. Um, I thought there were better crews this year than this one specifically. Yeah. But again, I don't have a – both teams got to play with it. There are probably four, four or five crews that I don't like in and the National Football League. But I, the whole winning game thing, come on, dude. Eight of those teams were favored to win on the road. I got news for you. There's going to be two or three calls in the game that fans are going to lose their mind over saying that they were on their side because of just how it plays out. Because yes. Mahomes gets some of those you know, superstar calls. It happens in every league. Shovels yeah. at, We give out shovels at 9 o'clock. But on the other side, will the Ravens' depth give Kansas City issues on Sunday? Destination Vegas up next on The Fan. Destination Vegas is powered by Jiffy Lube. They pioneered the quick oil change with no appointment needed. So drive in for fast, reliable service when it's convenient for you. Jiffy Lube, get more in a Jiffy. Hardball deserves so much credit for being leaders of men. Yeah. But he did say the one thing that I hate. Like, I always hated this for so long when someone would sign here. You got that, Joe? What was the what final was the issue? What was the thing that... It's not the issue. I'm just seeing you seems to be the first one to always put something bad about me. It's fine. It's all over. That's Why did you ask for the fan to be ejected? You... Because he was cursing me the whole first half, too. Why didn't you ask for Loki ejected in the first half then? Because I never would eject a fan. They pay for tickets, but I had enough, you know. It's a little bit of frustration. What? That he was always a raven. He just didn't know until he got here. That bothers you? I, it, it just I think seemed, it's great. It's so corny. It's it's just one of those corny lines. You're corny. It's sports. That's it's okay. great. You're corny. I'll be corny. Come over here and sit with me, hardball, at the corny table. He was always, It's always that he never knew it until he got here and he was one of us. Yeah, it feels like yeah. a wrestling promo being... Shot, you know that? I would think you'd like that. No, no, I did. I've never liked that quote. I don't know why. But like, he deserves a ton of credit where they are right now. But that's a dumb quote. Of all the things that you could pick on, that's the thing. You, you guys get on. mad when I don't have opinion on anything, and then I finally have opinion, and then you're mad about that. Uh, yeah, I, you're right. Your yeah, I like. I, I think I want you to go back to being yeah, Switzerland. Well, I don't care. That's done. So, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's better. <laughs> Well, the Ravens, the Ravens depth give Kansas City Chiefs some problems on Sunday because we do know they have tremendous depth, especially if Mark uh, Mark Andrews comes back. But will the depth give Kansas City problems? Well, so to me, Kansas City Snead is a good corner. Okay, Snead is the one guy, but again, you don't have one person Mm -hmm. that you're going to put him on to try to take away. Like Kansas City playing Buffalo last week, Snead was on Diggs a lot. Yes, Uh, they moved him around a little bit, but he was on Diggs primarily. Um, so I do think he's Javeri Seed's very good, but other than that, like I'm not fearful of it. I think their front four, front seven's pretty good at getting after the quarterback. I think you can run on them, um, but the depth of this Ravens team across the board, like when I was asked that question of who's the guy that's going to step up, and I said I don't know who's going to be the wide receiver this week because would it shock you if it was Bateman? Would it shock you if it was Beckham? No. If Nelson Aguilar caught another touchdown, that wouldn't surprise you. It was likely Andrew. Like, none of that would surprise you. And again, we wouldn't be surprised if he just threw two passes to every one of them either because last week, yeah, it just doesn't matter. They can win in multiple ways. 
Yeah. Um, I, I think I think this team is absolutely positively the best team in the National Football League. But I think what, what makes them that ed is their tremendous depth. Remember, yeah, after the bye, true. we were talking about how many offensive linemen they were using in the game. What was it seven different offensive linemen they were using at one point? Yeah, who does that? Look, consider you're right, and I I agree with you completely. I think it's about their depth, and I think again, I think this is where you've got to give credit to EDC because he assembles these rosters and had made these deals and drafted these players, and you think about it, you had your two best running backs arguably, go out. One was your, your, your number one guy, and the other one was a, a surprise. They both go down. You mentioned the seven offensive line. You, you, you're rotating tackles. You're moving people around. You can't get anybody. You know, it's, it's it, no no continuity there. All these things. And like, and they still end up with the, you know, as the number one team in football. So I think that speaks volumes about how deep the team is. You And you lose your all-pro tight end. Yeah. And here you are. Well, from a football standpoint, too, uh, the one thing I would say is I always like those top-tier matchups. Like, we just talked about Diggs and Snead. Not that that's one of them, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you were going to have back in the day when John Ogden was going up against Dwight Freeney, if you wanted to watch that for the whole game to see who was mm-hmm. winning there, uh, if it's a number one wide receiver versus that number one cornerback. And I feel like we have that situation this week because Travis Kelsey works primarily out of the slot. Yeah. Kyle Hamilton is given up, was it, 0.14 yards per play or so, like something off the charts ridiculous out of the slot this year. That's a 1v1 to me. That's something that I, as a football fan, like I'm going to watch the game and then I would like to go back and rewatch and see those two guys going at yeah. each other to see how close it was. I love that stuff, man. I just think it's great when you get that in that type of matchup in an atmosphere like this in the AFC Championship. You can't beat it. 410-583-1057, that's the number. Let's go to Tyrone in Baltimore. What's up, Tyrone? Good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, Tom, just got a quick question, man. I, I know as, as great as Mark Andrews is um, to, to the receiving uh, core, do you think that it will be more of an issue with uh, him coming back with them trying to get the ball to him too much? Do you think they're going to take away from Black? Like the chemistry that they have now was likely in there. It seems to be working. But do you think acclimating the um, – um, Andrews back into the lineup, do you think that it, it would be, I'm sure it would be a change, but, you know, how difficult of a change would it be when they be trying to force it or would they just let that flow um, like that? Thanks for taking my call, man. We, we've got this quite a bit. Are either one of you guys concerned about it? I just, I, it's, I said it yesterday. I don't know how I can say it even getting clear. I mean, it's Mark Andrews. You're adding up all pro tight end to your offense and it's a problem. Just, it's like you picked up an all pro tight end in free agency. Why would I be concerned? I just don't get it. Just, once again, more for Ravens fans to worry about. Ravens fans make up issues. Make up issues. I just read this. This whole officiating crew thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know, during the AFC Championship game, the crews are mixed up anyway. Yeah. So his crew, he's yeah. not he's not controlling the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The tendencies of a crew are kind of out the window because – they're, they're, the crews are assigned to the first two rounds. After that, it's a tier system. Yeah, and to make everybody feel comfortable, I was told that Roger Goodell handpicked every referee in this game. So you guys, oh, who's if you can't trust the commissioner of the sport, <laughs> who can you trust? Yeah. No, but there are. There are mixtures. So you'll get the head referee doing you know different stuff. You'll get a couple different refs in the game. So uh, you'll have those opportunities. I just, I just feel like we just continue 
you know, it's, it seems like this week between the divisional round game and the conference championship game, it's like, let's find how many things yeah. we can worry about leading into these games yeah. so we can have an excuse ready. If J.K. Dobbins was coming back, would everybody be upset? Yeah, Probably. because of the chemistry of the running backs. Come on, stop. Stop. It's Mark Andrews. You're adding Mark Andrews. He's the okay. second best player on the offense. Okay, I, I bet you this. I bet you this. I bet if the Ravens, and I know this would never happen, mm-hmm. but if the Ravens released him today, I bet Kansas City wouldn't have a problem picking him up yeah. to play against Tra- play with Travis Kelsey. Absolutely. I bet they wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah. They'd figure out how to make it work. No Stop doubt. it. Stop it, man. It's Mark Andrews, people. Big game breakdown, Maryland versus Iowa 9-15, but on the other side, Ed Norris, we're giving out shovels. Yes, sir. I'm giving one out for a very thin-skinned Luka Doncic. Oh, you suck. I just had to sneeze, you son of a bitch. You take that back. Wow. You're not giving it to Luka. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I am. I'm going, I'm going down the hall. And Luka deserves it, too, popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> Shovel's up next on the fan.